0: Hello and welcome to Slate of Affairs, a space for critical conversations about pop culture and politics, lived and in color by black and brown voices. It wouldn't be good old America if the Klansmen Republicans weren't trying to suppress the vote after a presidential and Senate runoff defeat. The modern-day white hoodsmen are ensuring that they fracture the very system they built to spoil democracy for everyone. Before we dive into that conversation, let's first get into what's happening. When Spirit Airlines fly high, their customer service remains low. Not a joke, just a fact. But welcome to our segment entitled, What's Happening, where we highlight the happy in the headlines and our lives. Daniel, sir, what's happening with you?
1: What's happening is Blake's amazing wit. Thank you for that Spirit (laughs) Airlines quip. We really appreciate it. I do want to apologize for the quality of my voice today. I did go back to work. I have been taking care of Easter guests all weekend and have been shouting at them because when you're behind a face shield and two masks, apparently people can't hear you. So I feel a little hoarse today. Um, however, <laughs> I'm happy that Easter is over. I'm happy that we never have to see another Peeps-flavored Pepsi ever again. But what is happening is Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson vetoed a ban on gender-affirming medical care for transgender youths on Monday, calling the legislation a vast government overreach and a product of the cultural war in America. This bill in particular, which is part of a wave of similar legislation, would have banned doctors from providing transgender minors with gender-affirming treatments such as puberty blockers, hormone therapies, and transition-related surgeries, and from referring them for such treatments. Republican lawmakers in at least 17 other states have introduced similar bans on medical treatments for transgendered minors despite opposition from major pediatric and psychiatric organizations so this is fantastic and this is a little bit surprising because arkansas governor asa hutchinson is a republican did not really expect this given the fact that he has history not vetoing bans on abortion and stand your ground laws in the state so this is definitely something to celebrate—the fact that people are coming in and saying that this is a huge government overreach, and we should not be introducing this into legislation. However, it's a bummer because all it takes is a simple majority to override the governor's veto in Arkansas. So I think what we need to do is SpongeBob this and just saw off <laughs> Arkansas, and um, I don't really—I don't think we could take it anywhere. But I think this is just a small moment to celebrate.
2: Yeah, Republicans are very much about. Small government. if right. they're actually preaching, or yeah. practicing what they preach.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, because we don't see that happen very often. But no, I'm very excited.
1: Maybe it is the end times. <laughs> <laughs> Just celebrated Easter. Here it comes. Oh, Here it comes. It's the rapture. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and it's coming.
1: <laughs> uh, but Tatiana, what is happening with you this week?
2: So what is happening with me is what is happening with us. Because officially... Okay. Every member of this podcast has had both doses of the COVID nineteen vaccine. Uh Daniel and I yes. had ours last week. So we are one week away from being fully protected or as protected yeah. as can be. Mm-hmm. And Blake had this already Thursday. had his. Um yes, Blake had already had his a few weeks ago, several weeks ago. So he was already been protected. Blake was
0: up he walks on through the, the door jumped. so others can follow yeah oh yep.
2: but you know it's just exciting because all of us here at the slate of affairs are vaccinated we're team science we're doing what we can to get back to some kind of normalcy because i don't know about y'all but i'm tired i'm trying I mean, to go back to the club. blake
1: blake walked through the door so i could slowly drag myself past the door because that second dose hit me so hard I drove to Inglewood to the Forum to get my second dose. I drove back from Inglewood to Hollywood, knocked out. When I woke up from this nap, I swear that I died. I was like, "This is it. Mm-mm. Like this is now where I'm." Now you see like, you
2: over here, and there's people listening that don't know, and they're like, "Oh well, then I'm not gonna get this vaccine."
1: <laughs> oh well, oh, but it, I mean, it was fine though. like I'm fine now. <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to induce any fear in anybody but I mean that second dose does hit you pretty hard but it's not like, you know, I didn't lose a limb or anything or I didn't yeah. grow a third nipple here.
0: Shout out to all those with a third nipple. It is okay. <laughs> Y'all are still beautiful.
1: You know, fun fact, I have a birthmark
0: next to my nipple. Looks, Shut up, I do too. Yeah, look at that. Team third nipple. Go us.
2: <laughs> Blake, what's happening with you? <laughs>
0: Friends, listen, we're going to do something a little bit different this week. Oh, and I apologize.
2: Okay. Because
0: it is not going to be what's happening I'm going to go ahead and pass okay. that And we're going to do a little bit Of a scheduled uh, call to action Okay, so it's, okay. okay? it's what's so going to happen I apologize happen. That part. I want to be overly clear and like make it Stupid simple For all of my negroes Across <laughs> the lands And when I say negroes I'm speaking to black men Specifically mm-hmm. I need us to walk around here with some sense the hate and the violence that we see the asian american community being inflicted with right now is senseless and the shit is diabolical and i understand that the spirit behind the attacks is fueled by the trump administration and by the klansmen who continue to recite racist rhetoric but i'm also not blind and i see certain attacks being perpetuated by my own all of my black men We are spitting in the face of logic if we're going to weep for social justice, right, and then turn around and be unjust to another marginalized community. Furthermore, I want to be overly clear when I say that Black men do not make up the overwhelming majority of these attacks, and they're not routine. But the truth of the matter is, one attack is one too many. Mm-hmm. And so just like our featured guest, Juan Hay, who stated in our AAPI A Solidarity episode, white supremacy loves to play up this trope of Black-Asian conflict, right? Mm-hmm. And to look over that is to absolve any interracial like solidarity and restorative justice that we have in place. And I truly, wholly understand that the majority of hate is demonstrated by like the pseudo white nationalist and not black men. I'm saying all of this because I don't want to further perpetuate this misillustrated trope that would put everything I'm saying in vain. And so I just, I want to say to my black men out there, like I know not all of us are doing it It is, is the slim minority. Right. But even that slim minority, like I said, one attack is one too many. Mm -hmm. Stop the shit. Like we need to cut it out. Because we need to retain the solidarity, right, within all of us marginalized communities. And more importantly, like, let's just have some basic ass humanity. Yeah. And furthermore, for all the bitches that are sitting around recording these attacks and not doing a damn thing and <sighs> watching these elderly Asian people mm-hmm. being victimized mm-hmm. and attacked, like, put down the fucking camera and do something. It is very different when someone's recording a police yes. uh, interaction between a black person, right, and doesn't want to interfere because there is no winning in that uh relationship between the police officer and between civilian Mm -hmm. this is civilian on civilian yes attack the bitch defend people you know what i mean put down the phone and step up so that's my call to action and that's on solidarity
2: On March 25th, Republican Governor Brian Kemp of Georgia signed a 98-page measure into law that will make numerous changes to how elections will be administered. AP News did a explainer of what this does, and I'm just going to read a little excerpt that says that much of the work administering elections in Georgia is handled by the state's 159 counties. The new law gives the state election board new powers to intervene in county election offices and to remove and replace local election officials. This has led to concerns that the Republican-controlled state board could exert more influence over the administration of elections, including the certification of county results. One target for intervention could be Fulton County, a Democratic stronghold that contains most of Atlanta. The heavily populated county has been plagued by problems, including long lines, and is often singled out by Republican officials. Under the law, the board could intervene in up to four counties at a time and install a temporary superintendent with the ability to hire and fire personnel, including elections, directors, and poll officers. My question that i would like to present to my fellow hosts do we think that these measures would be put in place had we had not seen georgia be such an influential and key state in the 2020 election
0: i mean listen friend is the grass green is the sky blue does that mean (laughs) greasy hell yes is who greasy does fat mean greasy boo the only reason we see all of these you know being enacted right now in georgia is because black and brown people empowered themselves and they certainly brought two democrats positioned themselves in as the new senators and It is the Republicans are simply just replaying what they do oh so well, which is we are going to create rules that afford us more leverage over the Democratic Party, right? And the second those rules no longer work in our favor, then we are simply just going to rewrite everything, screw the motive or the intention and ensure that, you know, we'll just be a parasite on the entire Democratic process, Mm -hmm. screw everyone out of it and hope that we'll win next time, scheme that we'll win next time.
1: Yeah, this is really what it is. It's legislative rebuttal and backlash to the amazing turnout that you saw in the 2020 election for Georgia. Like you mentioned, Tatiana, Georgia was such an influential state on the presidential election, as well as the election of Representative Ossoff and Representative Warnock into the Senate, which gave the Democratic Party the very slim majority of 50 v 50. If that did not take place... I don't think there would be as much of a motion to do all of these things. I think it's because black and brown people, communities of color, went out in droves to vote that so many people for years and years have been organizing in order for the voices of people of color in Georgia to be heard. I think it's because of those very reasons that you see legislation like this. And legislation like this is not just happening in Georgia. It is literally happening all across the country right now as a response to the 2020 election. I know that you had said that this is from AP News. We're going to drop that in the show notes because we really want y'all to focus in on what is taking place. There's also a Twitter thread that I'll link in the show notes by Isosa Osa, a research and p- policy director at Fair Fight Action, the Georgia organization promoting free and fair elections affiliated with Stacey Abrams. She lays it down in a series of 13 tweets. It's absolutely insane that this is taking place. And, you know, people refer to it as this second iteration of Jim Crow,
0: well, the fact that <laughs> President Joe Biden said that this this new law literally amounts to a Jim Crow in the 21st century, yeah. I think speaks volumes, right? Because it was not too long ago, that now President Joe Biden was certainly enacting laws that were inherited by Jim Crow legacy. So mm. h- for him now to be in a position where he was certainly moving that needle still, and like I said you know, using the legacy of Jim Crow to enact certain things against Black and brown folks in the 90s, and now he's saying wait, this shit seems eerily similar mm-hmm. to yeah. that. Is should be a very alarming phrase for most people.
1: The fact that it's being vocalized by the President of the United States, but also it's being vocalized by so many of these organizers who've had their feet on the ground. Mm-hmm. I do want to mention some of the key parts of the bill SB 202. So it essentially reduces the time frame in which voters can request absentee ballots It requires an ID or photocopy of an ID to request and return ballots. It shortens the runoff period, which subsequently shortens the early voting window. And it prohibits anyone but poll workers from distributing water to voters waiting in line. Water and food. Now, the crazy thing here is, is that people who are saying it's easy to get a photocopy of an id yeah it's easy if you have a phone and broadband internet and you are capable of doing these types of things but a lot of the time not everyone is families barely have a microwave and a refrigerator Mm -hmm. or to have a wi-fi connection like everyone thinks that like because we have wi-fi because we're privileged enough to have wi-fi that everybody just has it no that's not how it is
2: i also think it's interesting that not only like our advocates and people who have been doing the groundwork and political work for such a long time are speaking out but like corporations sports organizations are also speaking out you have the major league baseball who is originally going to have their all-star game in atlanta decided to pull out and they are moving the all-star game out of atlanta the mlb commissioner rob manfred said over the last week we have engaged in thoughtful conversations with clubs former and current players the players association and the players alliance among others to listen to their views I have decided that the best way to demonstrate our values as a sport is by relocating this year's All-Star Game and the MLB draft, which were also to take place in Georgia. And now that may not seem like a big deal, but that is a big deal because sports is huge. And as we've seen time and time again, a lot of advocacy can be done in sports. To see the entire MLB, like the entire Major League Baseball League say like, we as an organization not a team not a player we as an organization do not stand for this that is a big deal
1: i know i do want to take us out of this for a moment because there's a question of ignorance that i do have um what is it what the hell is an all-star game
2: okay so all-star games in sports is when they'll take players from different teams but like in basketball, they'll do um, like Team LeBron and LeBron will be the captain and then like Team Kevin Durant. Or sometimes they'll do like top players in the East, top players in the West. And then they'll have like an all-star game where it'll be like a team will have will be made up of multiple members from other teams. Okay, And it's so not it's a like... game that is supposed to be like for – I mean obviously you want to win, but it's not like – it doesn't count in your record because you're not playing with your team you're okay. playing with other members of the or like the league
0: Daniel, so can it's I not the picture a little clearer okay go ahead yeah it's you'll it's like got it. rupaul's yes. drag race all-stars yes. getting the best of the best uh-huh. and then we throw them all on a team and we say now give me the best of the best and y'all can okay okay but make it sports
1: but make it sports i know that this was a point of contention because essentially by boycotting or by having the all-stars game removed from georgia what it does is yes mlb is doing it in good faith however it does remove a lot of that economy that would have come to georgia
0: that would have supported georgians right no we totally respect that but i think that you have to choose the lesser of the two evils Mm -hmm. and i think mlk even spoke to the importance of like Leveraging economics to fight injustice, right? And I think that's Mm. much like how MLB, um, NFL, NBA, we owe gratitude to the athletes for stepping up. I feel like these big major companies, right, Coca-Cola, Home Depot, these companies, Delta, we owe gratitude to us, the people, for saying – We are not going to support you. We are going to boycott these companies if you are standing by a law that completely Mm -hmm. undermines Mm -hmm. the inherent privilege that we are all entitled to being in this country, which is just fucking voting. You know, I
1: think it's so crazy because we literally did something very similar, an episode very similar to this before the 2020 election. We did a voting episode. and. You know, less than six months later, we are now here again doing another voting episode about this legislation that is coming out. Um, and like I mentioned, you know, what's happening here is being duplicated across the country. Georgia is among the 47 states where legislators have introduced more than 360, 360 restrictive voting bills, um, according to a tally by the Brennan Center for Justice. This is ridiculous. Right. And I, but again, this is historical. Whenever communities of color or marginalized communities are attempting to regain their power legislatively or through representation, there's always backlash and people in power will finagle their way into producing legislation that restricts that.
2: It makes me very, like I have a heavy heart because we've been celebrating Ooh, my voice cracked a little bit there.
1: <clears throat> we- you get emotional. That's why. <laughs> it was emotional, right? It's just
2: so hard. No, um, we've been celebrating all of the work that Stacey Abrams has mm-hmm. done. She's being put up for a Nobel Peace Prize for the work that she mm-hmm. has done. We've been celebrating what she's been doing. And really as a country, I mean, the work that she did in Georgia has had a, an outstanding presence and the country as a whole in our Capitol Hill episode with Edward, but Edward specifically had mentioned the that what she, the work that she did in Georgia reminds people to mm-hmm. not um, to re- to not count out Southern states because they're not represented a certain way does not mean that the makeup of those states are not filled with people of color, are not filled with black people, are not filled with marginalized communities who would vote for policies that are not actually being represented in their current political climate because of voter suppression. And so now here it is, we are several months later, and Mm -hmm. what is it? It's that Georgia is coming through and saying like, all of the work that you did, Stacey Abrams, it worked and Mm -hmm. we have to do what we can do to make sure that not only it doesn't work again here but that any other state that gets the idea that they can come in and and do the kind of work that was done here you can't because we'll come back and we'll retaliate
0: right tati i want to piggyback off what you said of it just the importance and significance of black women did you guys think it was a little bit telling When And you have to forgive me, I don't know the Black Queen's name, who was standing at the door. Representative uh, Park Cannon. Was exercising her civic duty, right, and was present at the signing of this. And the cops arrested her. They escorted her off, detained her. And she is now being charged with the same charges as the insurrectionists were. And to just think that this Black woman didn't exude one ounce of violence, there was no malintent behind anything, and you have these barbarians scaling walls and throwing poles through windows, and she's being charged as a Black woman the same thing that they were.
1: There's that standard. There's that different standard that we just cannot ignore, right? Like, And then also, we cannot ignore the fact that Governor Brian Kemp signed this bill behind closed doors it. Uh, with nothing but cisgendered heterosexual white men in the in the chamber in front of a painting that depicts a plantation this the <laughs> symbolism is there it, it's very apparent and you know we cannot ignore it we know what is taking place and i think and and if anything i think because we know what's taking place we're just going to fight much harder. Mm-hmm. Organizers are going to continue to organize. Um, and then us, you know, here in California, what we can do, because there's not much we can do in Georgia, we can donate to organizations, mm-hmm. um, but also we can call our representatives and tell them that they need to introduce a bill on voting rights, and they need to get that to the Senate, mm-hmm. and they need to mm-hmm. do that quickly, mm-hmm. and they need to do that before 2022 elections. If we have legislation that's introduced in the Senate that becomes federal president, then things like this, they're not relevant. So all of you out there, stay on this, stay on top of this, hit up those links in the show notes and call your representatives. Let them know that we're not gonna stand for this and our brothers and sisters in Georgia, our brothers and sisters in the South, our brothers and sisters everywhere across this country who are facing this legislation, we are in solidarity with them as well and we are not gonna put up with it. We're just not. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.
0: I really wanna say OnlyFans though.
2: Okay, that's fine. I like the OnlyFans thing.
0: Okay, boom. So listen y'all, let's keep it a buck 100. I know most of our listeners out there got y'all secret OnlyFans account. Y'all subscribe, y'all are members and y'all are lending $19.99 a month to your favorite adult star. On your demon time, that's okay. But let's not forget, we're still out here trying to be a voice for the people and time is money and money is time.
2: For the price of one coffee a day, you can support Black and Brown Voices.
0: Now listen, we are all very diverse, so I understand that some of us get coffee at Mickey D's, some of us get coffee at Starbucks, and others get coffee at Arco, and it's okay.
2: That's okay, baby, get your caffeine.
0: But regardless, whether your caramel macchiato is $9.99 a month, whether your grande vanilla latte is four ninety nine a month, or whether or not your black coffee at Arco with all the free hazelnut creamers you can put in there is 99 cents, you can support us at any level
2: and that's on what that's on listener support
0: that's on listener support so we are asking you listeners help us continue to drive this podcast you can go to listener support on
2: in the show notes
0: <laughs> you can go to listener support in the show notes and support us so that we can continue being there for y'all you are there for us it's a transaction just like y'all do on only bands let's not act brand new about how this works people
2: that was cute okay
0: i thought it was cute
1: welcome back to category is where our vaccine reports conveniently do not show our credit scores category is a catalog of current events. Tatiana, we're going to start off with you. What category are you walking today?
2: The category is up, up, and away. Spirit Airlines faces backlash after a video appears to show a flight attendant attempting to remove a family of four that allegedly included a pregnant woman and a child with special needs off an aircraft because their two-year-old child was not wearing a face covering. And all I have to say is that is exactly the kind of treatment that you would expect (laughs) when you're flying with Spirit Airlines. JetBlue would never. I flew Spirit Airlines when I was once. I was very broke and I flew from LAX to Oakland and that flight is only an hour and 15 minutes and I was like I will not do this again.
0: I've heard of way too many people flying from here to New York with no working restroom. The category is give me dumb but make it stupid. YouTube (sighs) influencer James Charles was recently outed for his illegal affection towards minor adolescents, and in a failed attempt to cover up his actions. I want to be very, I want to be very clear about this. I do
1: not understand why we are letting him get away with this type of stuff. Because this is not the first instance in which this has taken place this is repeated behavior he's been in this circumstance before and what we need to recognize in across the board in all of our communities that this behavior is not okay and we're not going to put up with this and then also his makeup's not even that good it's I'm, not even I really, that good it's
2: like he is, the way that he be getting a, he be doing the most out of pocket stuff And I really am like, y'all are still— Him? He still has millions of support? Why?
1: And the most out-of-pocket thing is his attempts at singing. The category is America the Questionable. Three months after a mob of Trump supporters stormed the Capitol to try to overturn his November election loss, a new Reuters-Ipsos poll has found about half of Republicans believe the siege was largely a nonviolent protest or was the handiwork of left-wing activists trying to make Trump look bad. Six in 10 Republicans also believe the false claim put out by Trump that November's presidential election was stolen from him due to widespread voter fraud. The results have confounded many, but here at Slate of Affairs, again, Weird are, we're just not surprised. We are not surprised in the slightest.
0: The only thing that was shocking to me from what you just read is the fact that it's only half the party of Republicans that <laughs> <I> believe.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> is this a silver lining? <laughs>
2: Category is thirsty. Martha stort says she got so many propositions after posting thirst trap on Instagram. And I really I just have to say that I hope that I could have the type of energy. At almost 80 that martha stork carries
0: Sh- don't you do martha like that she is not almost eighty. she is 79 yes, she is. years old she's older martha martha yeah. is
2: 79 years old
0: oh mama's is looking good out she, there. Is looking she is looking good
2: i don't remember if you i don't know um if you guys have seen the infamous thirst trap that she posted yes. of her she's yes, like by the pool right um, Chelsea. Chelsea Handler <laughs> recreated it and tagged her. And Martha Store commented, it was like, mine was better, but nice oh, try. Oh my god. <laughs>
1: Imagine
2: you know what? being 30 years younger than Martha Store and still not being able to catch up. <laughs>
0: The category is Pronouns. Lena Waithe's newest project, entitled Them, is set to debut this summer, and the children noticed it looked eerily similar to Jordan Peele's highly praised film Us. Now, I'm kind of disappointed because I feel like this black queen is out here doing what's already been done. It didn't look hot.
1: Oh, are you talking about that Amazon series? Yes. I don't need another horror movie about racist white people right being racist news splash, racism is horrifying <laughs> exactly we don't need to put that shit on screen like you know what but what we need what we need is this resurgence do you remember back in the day in the 90s when they had like all of the r&b divas coming into horror movies you had a, yes. a, Aaliyah. you had kelly Rowland. Ke- Ke- kelly roland Maya. yes i need Which a resurgence kelly, in? kelly was in freddie versus jason
0: yes Mm-hmm. She was Ooh, but Brandy And I know what Brandy, she did last summer yes Woo. I
1: need I need a resurgence Of that With the R&B girls Now I can get behind that mm-hmm. Agreed Category is Awake and Quake A swarm of small earthquakes Shook the Los Angeles area Early Monday And rattled the nerves Of residents Many of whom Were jolted awake By two of the stronger earthquakes A magnitude 4.0 earthquake Was reported at 4.44 a.m. But by 8 a.m. Nearly 40 aftershocks Were reported i slept through every
0: single one of them
2: i sleep through most earthquakes
1: i
0: was supposed to say child as a 30-year resident of california <laughs> i am immune right to any earthquake <laughs> vibration <laughs> i don't feel when it
2: people who are not from california they're like oh yes. but i'm so nervous about california because like all the earthquakes and i'm like what i like forget only- <laughs> that we're in an earthquake prone honestly because... high key,
0: i feel like i re- recall one mm-hmm. and i don't even recall
1: that you know, honestly, I really think that the only people who feel California earthquakes are transplants and people from like out of the state. Hockey. No,
2: really, because <laughs> I'll wake up some morning. I mean, I can really count on like one hand the amount of earthquakes I've actually felt. And it's not because I think not because anything tragic is happening, but it's because I'm staring at something and that something starts to move. And I'm like, that's not supposed to be moving. <laughs> L-
0: literally. Because <laughs> <laughs> half the time you're, you're like, just why like, oh, is the this... cereal box going from left yeah,
2: to right? right that part. It's not because I necessarily feel <laughs> movement, it's just because something else is moving and I'm like, my TV yeah. ain't supposed to be moving like that.
1: So on the first episode of each month, we want to extend our thanks to those who are supporting this podcast. First name, last initial, let's go down the line. The
2: first listener we want to thank is Albertine
1: W. Alexis H. Emiliano C.
2: Juan H.
1: Jeanette M. Jendar M.
2: Jennifer B. Jennifer B
0: and Otis
1: S. And I per- I personally want to thank Otis S for all of those Instagram traps. Those Martha Stewart-esque instagram traps that i be falling into i appreciate that and because we do not know that person's full name i'm allowed to say this stuff
2: i just have a feeling that he's gonna really appreciate that shout out
1: (laughs) but for those of you listening if you would like to contribute to our monthly listener support the link is in the description of this episode head down all the way to the bottom and support begins just at 99 cents Less than a dollar, y'all. But before we go, if you haven't heard, Tom Hanks' wannabe rapper son, Chet Hanks, has declared summer of twenty twenty one white boy summer. Tatiana, Blake, what is the white boy song of the summer?
2: The Killers, Mister Brightside.
0: Ooh, I'm gonna go with a Crimea River by Justin Timberlake, just because I feel like white people are indebted to it because they forever drown in and they own tears that they cry.
1: <laughs> and on that note, y'all, we will catch you for a very special episode next week.
0: Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This is Slate of Affairs,
2: a podcast dedicated to critical conversations about pop culture and politics, brought to you by us.
0: I'm Blake Gartner.
2: I'm Tatiana Sterling.
0: And I'm Daniel Wasius. You can catch new episodes of Slate of Affairs released every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you do your podcast listening.
2: Don't forget to subscribe and please rate and review us wherever you can.
0: Your ratings and reviews help us reach a wider audience. Follow us on our social media, on Instagram, at Slate of Affairs Pod.
2: And on Twitter, at a slate of Affairs.
0: If you have questions or advertising inquiries, reach out to us at our email. They came, they saw, they spoke it at gmail.com. And all
1: episode notes can be found on our website, slateofaffairs.com, underneath the episodes tab.
2: Music brought to you by Marla Flair
0: and audio editing brought to you by yours truly. As always, join us next time and add some color because there's always space for you in the conversation.